If you have an upcoming trip planned that inevitably crosses over time zones, you will definitely want to listen to this episode. I'm going to give you your plan on how to handle domestic time changes when you're traveling with your family. Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant here at Little Z Sleep, and we love sleep. We love it so much that we are on a mission to tell the world that sleep is a thing. Sleep is not a competitive badge of honor. It is not something that you have to wait and survive through and trudge through as a parent. You actually can have sleep now, and we are all about that. And here on the podcast, you will hear stories from well-rested families. You will hear troubleshooting, problem solving, and everything in between to help your family make sleep a thing. Of course, you don't have to wait for every episode to come out. You can actually get a step-by-step sleep training plan over on littlezsleep.com slash shop. From newborn to preschool, we want to help give you the resources to increase your family's sleep every single night and ensure that your family is happy, healthy, and well-rested. In this episode, I'm talking about travel. And if you want to travel confidently with your family and keep sleep a thing wherever you go, you need the Little Z's travel guide. It is ready for you now. And it's perfect if you're planning a trip. You may be feeling anxious about how you're going to make naps on the go work. Maybe the idea of packing seems super daunting. You have no idea how you're gonna entertain your child on the airplane, let alone in the car for hours on end. Maybe your travel times are going to be at night or the early morning and you want to confidently have a plan of what to do. Maybe you've even traveled before, but nothing about your last vacation was restful. I've got you. This is not your average travel guide. We give you tips on everything, including how to take a good beach nap. What? This guide includes packing lists for babies, toddlers, and preschoolers. It includes car ride, carry-on packing lists, airplane packing lists, how to handle on-the-go naps, how to offer on-the-go naps, how to handle time zone changes domestically and internationally, staying in a hotel, SOS moments like, oh my gosh, my siblings are waking each other up. What do I do? And of course, how to get back on track when you are home. This travel guide is ready for you and it's only $25. This guide is ready. Check the links below or head to littlezsleep.com slash travel dash guide and it can be yours today. Right now on Instagram, I have a lot of conversation going on about travel because at the time of this recording, we just got back from a trip to New Mexico. I share this in my stories, but anytime as a kid that I told people that I was going to New Mexico for my summer vacation, people were like, oh, cool, Mexico? I was like, no, New Mexico. And um, yeah, I'm from Virginia. I'm here in Virginia. But every summer we drove from Richmond, Virginia out to Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's where my dad was from. It's where my grandparents still lived. All of my cousins, we would come there together over the summer to see my grandparents and spend time together. And so we just were able to take the girls for their second trip. Although now we're flying, we're not driving um, to New Mexico. And we just spent an awesome week out there. But every time that we make these changes and the girls have been to California, they've been to New Mexico, they've been to Florida, they've been to Maine, we've been to Greece, we're getting ready to go to Paris. Like they've done a lot of travel in their few years of life, but time zone changes are tricky. So I've gathered up some tips and strategies through the years, but also as a pediatric sleep consultant, I want to teach you how you can guide your family through these time zone changes a little bit smoother. Okay. So we're going to cover domestic time changes in this podcast. And really 
the first thing I want you to evaluate is where are you going, right? If you are traveling within one hour, whether it's an hour ahead or an hour behind, this part is totally up to you. I just want to open up by saying you can decide if you want to, if you're just going one hour ahead or one hour behind, do you want to jump into this new time zone or do you just want to keep your same schedule and pretend like you never left? Now, this is chosen by sometimes if you just have like a weekend trip, okay? I would say if you're going to be there for the long haul, let's say you're there for two, three weeks or more, yes, you may want to jump into the new time zone. However, if it's just for a few nights, there's no problem with just keeping your old schedule. So example, if you are, let's say you're here in Virginia, I'll just use East Coast, and you're traveling from East Coast to Central Time Zone. If this is you, then this means that you can just keep the normal bedtimes and say, okay, it's seven o'clock at home. That means it's six o'clock here. You're going to bed. And this could be fine if that's what you want to do, especially I would say the pro here is if you are meeting other people, let's say you're meeting friends or family at a beach house in Florida on like, let's say the 30A stretch. If you're doing that, then cool. You could put your baby down at 6 p.m. And now you can hang out with everybody the rest of the evening, have dinner, hands free. Um, If you have babysitters there who could watch the monitor for you, you could go out to dinner at a normal dinner time. So there's some pros if you want. I think the only con would be if it backfires and your baby just starts to fight sleep because they know other things are going on, Um, or if the early mornings start to become earlier and earlier. So obviously, if the baby has a seven to seven schedule at home and now we're on a six to six schedule on your vacation, like, do you want to do that or not? That is completely up to you. So yes, if you're traveling within a one hour time zone difference, you are more than welcome to just keep your old time and just keep it like that. That way, when you go home, we're just back on track. That's completely up to you. Hey, if you do not have a child who is sleeping through the night and you are ready to make sleep a thing, did you know that you can be matched to the Little Z Sleep program that is right for you? All you need to do is head to littlezsleep.com slash sleep dash quiz, or just click the handy link below in the podcast show notes. And we want to match you to the sleep training program that is right for your family. Once you take this quiz, you'll find a video where I explain what this course is all about, and then you can jump in. This is available for you right now. Go ahead and get matched to the program so we can help you make sleep a thing as soon as possible. If you are traveling more than one hour, you're going several time zone changes domestically. I have lots to share on this and you cannot keep your old schedule. It's not going to work like that. You'll be so stressed out and so confused when you're looking at the clock where you are versus the clock from home. It's going to be confusing trust me on that. What you're going to do is instantly jump into whatever time it is as soon as you arrive. Now, here is where it gets a little bit tricky. It's on that very first day because you're probably tired. We just last week on our flight, we had to be at the airport at 445. That means we had actually had to get up at 345. So There is grace in this first day. Yes, as soon as you land in your new destination or arrive in your new destination, you're going to jump into the new time zone. But on that first day, there's a few things that you need to do to help yourself prepare for this change. The first is 
get sunlight exposure. Okay, so go outside. This will be easy to do if you have landed at an airport and now you need to walk outside to get a rental car or take a shuttle or whatever you're going to do. When you arrive at your hotel or you arrive at your rental or wherever you're staying, make sure you can get outside. And if there is sunlight out, go get some sun exposure. Our bodies do so well when our skin, our brains can absorb whatever sunlight is available. So this has to do with sleep because our melatonin levels are regulated by the sun, okay? So melatonin is the sleepy hormone that is secreted from inside your brain. There's a part of your brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, and it's behind your eyeballs. And basically what happens is that as the sun gets lower and lower and lower in the sky, the gatekeeper for the the melatonin starts to raise its gate. And so it lets out the melatonin. So in the evening, when the sun is really low and it's setting, melatonin is secreted. It's getting dark. Okay, now I can secrete my melatonin. That's my sleepy hormone. And as the night goes through, your melatonin is being produced. It helps you stay asleep all night long. But in the morning time, there's no more melatonin production. And in the daytime, there's no melatonin production. This means that if you can go outside and get some sun exposure, let's say it was technically bedtime at home, it was 7 p.m. at home, but it's only 4 p.m. where you are right now, don't send the cues that it's time for sleep by dimming the lights or staying in a dimly lit home, go outside, get that sun exposure for everyone involved. This will very quickly help reset our clocks. I say very quickly, it will take a few days, but it will, it will go a lot quicker and smoother and you will feel better if you can be outside to absorb the sun. The next tip I want to share with you is to commit to the new meal times. Okay. You may be so tired and ready for bed. But if you skip that dinner, it's going to mess with your body clock again. So when we traveled from Virginia to New Mexico, we arrived in Albuquerque. It was 2.30 p.m., but we had also skipped lunch. We'd only had like some weird heavy breakfast. You know how travel days go. So when we landed in Albuquerque, we got some quick snacks. I got like, we all got these like little mini cheeseburgers, um, but I made sure that we didn't eat too much so that in a couple of hours, we could have a dinner, a regularly timed dinner at 5.30 p.m. So even though I was ready for dinner well before the actual time we had dinner, we needed to commit to that. So I just tried to stave us all off with snacks and some sustenance. And then we sat down for an actual dinner. These two things, sunlight exposure and committing to the actual meal times, will help you really get set on that. Now, what happens when it's actually the first few days and you are trying to commit to this new time zone, but it's just tricky? I always forget, and I think this is just the joy of being a parent is <laughs> you forget some of the bad parts so that you can do it all over again. The first day or so on travel, even for my children who are now seven and eight years old, it's difficult. It's not super easy to travel with your kids, but it is worthwhile. And we always have uh, more meltdowns and just snappier attitudes in the first, I would say, 48 hours of our travels. Um, so here is what I want you to commit to. On the very first night, 
just like you want to try to commit to the meal time, I want you to try to commit to the normal bedtime. However, you know your child best. If you are in a situation like we were, where we had to wake up at 3.45 to actually get to the airport and get on our flight, I'm not pushing my children to their normal 8, 8.30 bedtime because that's then 10, 10.30, their body clock time. So we actually put our girls down to bed one hour earlier on that first night. So you know me, I want you to find your boundaries. I want you to find what works best for your child, but an early bedtime will always serve you well, especially if they lost sleep the night before or they lost sleep on your travel day. So I want you to try to make it within at least an hour of their normal bedtime and then put your kid to bed if they really, really need that. This is where the sunlight and getting outside will help because sunshine is a natural energizer. So if your toddler is struggling and it is only really 4.30 p.m., but their body clock is 6.30 p.m. and that's when they were typically having a bedtime routine, go outside, try to distract them with play and sunshine, and then you can start their bedtime routine at 5.30, so just an hour sooner, so that you can get them down to bed at six, whereas maybe normally their bedtime was seven. And so using this hour buffer, again, you know your child best. If they're an even bigger of a monster and you need to do a sooner bedtime, that's okay. The cool part about this podcast is that I know you're listening to this and, and, and maybe reading this blog because you have a kid who sleeps well. How do I know that? I don't know very many people who have a horrific sleeper and are going to willingly go travel all over the world. Um, I want you to know that if you are, are going to commit to making sleep a thing through our sleep training courses, whether that's the baby sleep course, the toddler sleep course, or a preschool sleep course here at Little Z's, you can travel. You can go places. And yes, it's not going to be perfect. They're going to be cranky. They're going to um, maybe have some night wakings that first night as everybody adjusts. However, what I want you to know is your child's sleep cues. I want you to know your child's uh, when they've reached that overtired limit. For my girls, it's always the snippiness. <laughs> maybe it's, uh, it's just, I, I just know it. As soon as they start to get snippy with one another, they start to get an attitude with me. Um, if my youngest starts to shut down and, and throw a fit, then I'm like, we are done here. It's time for bed. So all of that aside, there are three things that you're going to want to do when you are adjusting to a domestic time zone. So let's do a little recap. If you're just traveling within a one hour distance, it's totally up to you if you want to keep your schedule or change it. Whatever you want is totally fine. If you are traveling more than an hour, it's two, three, four hours different for your domestic travels, then you're going to commit and jump right away into the new time zone. But there's three things that are gonna help make this a lot smoother and it will help you adjust quicker. The first is sunlight exposure. Get outside, soak up the environment, go play outside, get some sun exposure for everybody involved so it can help reset our internal clocks. The second thing I want you to do is commit to the new meal times. You may be so ready for dinner as soon as you land, but it's only 2.30. So instead have a snack and then be ready for that full meal at that normal meal time in your new destination. And then finally, I want you to try to commit to this new time for bedtime, but always know if an early bedtime is needed. And sometimes it will be. The bonus part here is that when your child does know how to sleep well, 
It doesn't mean that they're now going to wake up an hour earlier in the morning. If they lost out on sleep the night before or the day of their travels, what's going to happen is they're going to catch up that night. Now, let's clear from the night sleep and now let's pivot to the daytime. For daytime naps, when you are adjusting to the new time zone, again, you're going to jump into this new time. I want you to fully commit to the new time, the new nap times in your environment. There will be a period of adjustment. Your baby, your toddler, they may protest the nap a little bit, especially if they're overtired, then they may protest it a little bit more. And I want you to stick to the way that you sleep trained your baby. I'll also say that my cousin, when I we shared a, a rental cabin with her, they did a great job of knowing like, hey, we're in this new cabin. You're having a hard time falling asleep. Sure, I'll sit beside you as you fall asleep. There is nothing wrong with bending your sleep rules like that to help support better sleep when you're in a new environment, especially if you have a very aware toddler. So definitely for nap time, stick to the new schedule. This is our commitment to, okay, it's 9.30 a.m. Your body clock feels like 11.30. I know you're tired, but we're going to commit to this new nap time and we're going to have our solid nap. I want you to also acknowledge the environment. If there is more sunlight coming in this room. Sunlight is our friend during awake time. It helps us stay alert, but during sleep, the darker the room, the better the nap. So again, if you need to employ foil, if you need to get black trash bags, if you need to get a slumber pod, whatever we need to do to make sure that the room is dark. Whenever we travel, no matter if you're a baby or a grown up, it takes a lot out of you and it's exhausting. So I would love to have the best nap environment so that your baby can take their full naps. Remember at the end of the day, if naps have been difficult, it's okay. Give them grace. We're in a new place. They traveled the day before. You may have had on the go naps if you decided to have a, a, an adventure day during your vacation. The thing is when you're traveling domestically, my biggest suggestion is to jump into the new time zone and give everybody grace for at least 48 hours as you are all adjusting to this new time zone. Maybe you are listening to this and you do not have a child who sleeps well. Well, if you are headed on vacation, this may not even have crossed your mind, but did you ever consider that you could go on vacation and actually sleep amazing? The thing is, when you have made sleep a thing, your child knows that no matter where they are, they can lay down, fall asleep on their own and sleep well for the entire nap or for the duration of the nighttime. And everybody can actually remember very clearly and enjoy their vacation. If this is something that you are ready for, I want you to click the link below or head to littlezsleep.com slash shop. And I want you to find the sleep program that is right for your child. This goes through baby, toddler, and preschooler. These are our core sleep training courses. And we invite you to make sleep a thing. If you have less than a month before you go on vacation, you still have plenty of time. As long as we have 14 days to commit together, you can make sleep a thing and actually enjoy your vacation. Okay. So as a final recap, when you are traveling domestically, first of all, give everybody a lot of grace. Know that it's going to take about 24 to 48 hours for everyone to feel like they're adjusted. But most importantly, commit to this new time zone, get outside, go exploring, soak up the sun in your new environment, have the consistent meals and offer the naps when they are needed. And if all else fails, do an early bedtime. That is truly my favorite solvent of all. Wherever your travels take you this summer and beyond, I hope that you have such a great time and make all these amazing memories. Sweet dreams. See you next time. 